0: Alrighty, episode number five. Five important steps to start your new diet. So, if you're starting a new diet and you don't know where to start, or you've started somewhere before and failed, then this one is for you. Welcome to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. You've tuned in because you want to start taking your health seriously. So, you don't, well, get sick and die. Here we talk all things health, nutrition, and human optimization. Let's jump into it with your host and resident scientist, Maddie Lansdowne. What's up, my healthy friends? How you doing? I'm glad you're here for another podcast. So today's episode, we're going to jump straight into it. I've got five important steps to start your new diet. Now, from my experience, my own clients and, you know, just being a general human, I know you don't have to go far to find out that people suck at starting new diets. They suck at implementing them and they suck at keeping them around for a long time. But guess what? these things are all influenced by factors that are usually in our control. The problem is that the only thing that we change or try to change is just the diet. All right. So, I've got five things here I want to share with you that you may or may not have tried before, but I highly recommend implementing all five of these. All right. So, I'm going to get straight into it. So, number one We want to start by acknowledging the poor choices and habits that got us to where we are and not only just acknowledge them, but I want you to write them down because they're the exact things you need to change. Every person I've ever met working as a health and nutrition expert and public speaker, every person I've ever met did not need me to sit down in front of them or jump on stage to share the fact that fruits and vegetables are healthy and that's what people should be eating everybody knows that so it is far more than that have eating habits that are the things that you need to change so you need to write them down because that's what we need to tackle not just the actual food but the steps that led you to have that food in your hands right so that's number one write them down make a list and then have a plan for where each one will be taken care of all right number two Number two, food journal, all right? So you've got to plan ahead of time. Food journal is not just what you ate that day, right? So a lot of people keep a food diary and they just write down what happened, okay? Past tense, most people talk about what happened. With my clients, I work with a food journal that is looking forward, right? And specifically, the um, most important meal that you want to document is the non-negotiable bad meals. And what do I mean by that? I mean, maybe there's a business lunch you can't get out of. Maybe there's date night with the wife or, you know, or, or, or your partner. Maybe, you know, there's, there's. So, so for me, right? Like on Monday mornings, my Mon- Monday lunchtime non-negotiable meal for me is because I go, I work at the hospital and I go to, I go to a meeting that is supported by different businesses that, you know, fund lunch and, it's it's part of it's part of what you do to go there and see the presentation which is usually some latest research or a, a, an audit or something you know something super relevant and and you know have lunch with everybody that's just what what we have to do as part of what we do at work so the thing i do on monday is i put that in my diary i know that monday lunchtime is a bad meal it means that i can account for when the bad stuff's going to happen it's not super bad but it's not ideal so Not only do we want to put in your bad meals throughout the week in this food journal, but we want to put in, we want to put in like when we're going to meal prep. So the times that we've allocated specifically for meal prep, because most people just run out of time to do that. Um, Not only that, but where you'll purchase your meals, right? Where you get them from. And of course, you've got to, You know, you've got to make time for all of this stuff, and if you haven't previously, you've got to make you know shift shift things around. So the food journal needs to needs to include all the stuff relevant to food: past, present, future plans, good good meals, bad meals, time to prepare. Food journal. It's a journal. It should be detailed, right? And, And once you get a template for this, it'll be quick. It'll be quick to implement. So it sounds like a lot to set up, but you should definitely get a spreadsheet going or, you know, whatever works for you. And I can guarantee that this implementation will simplify things. You'll just be able to plug and play at the start of each week. All right. Number three, change your surrounds. Okay. And I mean, I don't just mean, you know, move house. Okay. That's obviously impractical for most people. But what I mean is is like the people, the places and the routes that you take. What do I mean by that? So the people, so well, first we'll start with the environment as a whole. So if nothing changes, nothing changes, right? If the environment that you're in produced the health problem that you currently have, then you can't possibly expect to produce a different result in the exact same environment, right? That's perfectly logical. Would you agree? So with that perfectly logical sentence, what I want you to do is I want you to change the things that got you to where you are. So maybe you know, getting some new friends that are really into their health and fitness. You know, they you know, they say you're the average of your five best friends, right? If you don't have any friends or, or family or partners that are interested in health and you don't just have to be interested like it's a fad, like it's a, a temporary hobby. Health should be a permanent lifestyle choice. So get some friends that are into their health and maybe you're somewhere on your health journey or maybe you're on, you're on the side of the health journey that you don't feel so good about yourself and you actually look at those health snobs and totally judge them because oh they think they're so healthy i have literally heard that at a cafe about a table i was sitting at from people that were obviously not where they wanted to be in their health journey so you know maybe you need to push yourself out of your comfort zone and get some healthy you know fit friends because guess what You'll start molding to what they do. It's just human nature to mimic our surrounds like that to be wanted, want, because we want to be accepted as part of the group. And guess what? There isn't anything wrong with being accepted as a healthy person in a healthy group, right? Ain't nothing, nothing wrong with that. So. The other thing we want to change by and what I mean by places is the places we go. Maybe you've got a habit of walking down to the cafe at work every time you've you're, you've got lunch, right? Maybe that's just, you just subconsciously, that's where you go. From now on, you're consciously going to walk somewhere else. Or maybe, maybe I've had a client with this issue. He would get off the train and walk home and he would always get a donut at the service station because the service station was literally on his way home and he didn't even have to go left or right. He walked through it, like straight through the service station because it made his journey shorter only by, you know, 20 meters or something. But the point is it was part of his routine. And guess what? We literally solved the donut issue by, te- by literally adding one, one block, which is, you know, a matter of meters, really, adding one block of d- small diversion on his path. And not only did he get home without eating a donut, but he just forgot about it right? The stimulus that was going into his brain was not the stimulus that produced the donut result because he'd changed his surrounds and he changed the route that he walks home. Only minimally, but it was 100% effective, which is amazing. So, you need to change these three things because as I said, we can't expect to produce a different result with the exact same circumstances. So, number four, I want you to learn about fasting. Why? Why? Because, believe it or not, what happens when you're not eating is as important and given my research, I would say, if not more important than what is happening when you are in a feeding window. So... The general terminology here is that you're in a fasting or a feeding window, okay, and you can bounce between the two and there's lots of different intermittent fasting regimes and there's a huge amount of benefits to fasting. I will do many podcasts on this because I guess I guess fundamentally in many ways, I'm very much an intermittent fasting coach. I help a lot of people implement those regimes into their lives, but I say learn about fasting. You don't necessarily have to engage with, with any kind of uh, regime or plan, but learn about it. Because guess what? There's a period of every single day where all of us are fasting and fundamentally we're all doing intermittent fasting in our own individual way without realizing it. So you need to understand what is happening to the body when you are not Eating because it's different to when you are. And if you're on a weight loss journey, um, or, or not, not only on a weight loss journey, but even if you're just trying to optimize your body and your nutrition, understanding how the body gets rid of fat, how the body gets, gets rid of toxins, what happens when you're asleep, which is when most people's fasting window is. These are all things that happen when you're in a fasting state, right? A lot of these things are, are in there at their peak when you're asleep or when you're, you know, 12, 16, 18, 24 hours into a fast. So understanding the benefits of fasting is as important as understanding about what happens when you're putting food in your face. So highly recommend this, number four. All right, and the final one I've got for you, number five, be sure that your new diet suits your lifestyle. So I can't count the amount of people that I've spoken to or have talked to me or clients that I've had that have simply thought, great, I'm going to cook every single meal. I'm going to, you know, it's going to be great. I'm going to go to the market. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And it's just, I'm just going to be the healthiest version of myself. Go me. And guess what? That's awesome. I'm 100% on board. But the problem is they also forget in that exact same moment that, oh, actually, my personal priorities when I look at my life and John Martini, I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, but John, Dr. John Martini, he is talks about value structures and how we prioritize our time and our life. And he talks about looking at your – he says, recommends that you look at your diary for the last few months or even years and look at what your life demonstrates. What your life demonstrates will be the things that are in that diary. They're exactly what you've prioritised. They're the things that you've missed, the 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 you, you've you've cancelled the other things or missed the other things for what's important to you. So even when you get really excited about a new diet change and you've got that initial motivation, initial dopamine hit, you're you know really pumped. But you forgot to factor in that actually you care about a lot of other important shit in your life way more than you know needing to cook or way more than you know needing to have lunch at this particular location. So be sure that your new diet suits your lifestyle. And ways to do this is you know there's lots of great healthy meal delivery services. You can automate that. Yes, it might cost a little more, but guess what? Cooking for yourself every single night with fresh veg- fresh organic vegetables also costs a bit more. So, you know you've got to factor the the time and finance if you if you pay a little bit more for meal delivery then you know you're still getting your hours you're still getting your time completely unimpeded or you might get and i've done this in the past i've done meal delivery in the past but i've also done organic uh, from organic angels which is a company in melbourne highly recommend them um if you do get anything from them by the way just remembered ml10 will give you a bit of a discount but anyway um you know organic angels i can order fruit and vegetable boxes from these guys delivered weekly or fortnightly or monthly it's up to me and you know i don't have that cuts out my market run right and the market runs usually a few hours um or you know and and usually twice a week so be sure that your new diet suits your lifestyle and guess what? You need to sit down with that food journal that you wrote that I talked about in, uh, at point two to prioritize the time so that you can, you can achieve these, these goals so that you can look at your lifestyle. Remember, look back at the last few months. What does your life demonstrate? What your life demonstrates is what is important to you and figure out the things that your life in the past have been non-negotiables and work around that. Maybe you're a foodie and the non, like the non-negotiable is cooking. That's perfect. But guess what? Most of us, including me, are not in that category. So, you've got to build your life, build your health, new healthy diet around your, your your lifestyle, your current lifestyle or um, the one that you want to have. So, these are the five tips that I want you, wanted everybody to have in order for starting a new diet. I think they're super useful and... I know that in January, everyone is on that bandwagon. So I wish you best of luck with implementing these. I hope you wrote these five down because they're super important and you will absolutely need these if you're gonna be successful in implementing them. And the last few podcasts have been about goal setting and accountability. So if you haven't listened to those, I think it's really relevant to what we just spoke about today